June brings us all the naked eye planets at some points within the month. Venus's introduction to the morning with the moon and mornings with four naked eye planets visible. Welcome to Observing with Webb, where a high school astronomy teacher tells you what you're looking at, why it's so cool, and what you should check out later this month at night. Don't forget that you can find me on social media on Mr. Webb PV and also PV Planetarium. But here we are for June of 2020. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got some interesting things going on, um, uh, not only in the astronomy world, um, but uh, yeah, in the astronomy world, at least, um, lots of planets for us to take a look at. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about where the moon is, uh, then some events with the moon and the planets, um, and then uh, talk about the constellations. <music> Well, let's start off with the moon. The full moon is on June 5th um, with the last quarter moon on the 13th. That's when it's visible from midnight and into the morning. Um, so from about now until the 13th, not the best night sky to look at. But then the new moon is on the 21st. That's when we have the darkest skies. So that's probably the best time to get out there. And the first quarter moon is on the 28th. So that week between the 21st and the 28th will probably be good for a nice crescent moon. All right, so um, let's uh, take a look at some of these Actually, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to reverse a little bit here. Let's talk about the planets in general and then talk about the dates. So, I'm going to jump ahead to the planets, right? So, let's talk about the sunset planets. Now, really it's just Mercury, okay? Now, for only about 2 weeks, you can catch a glimpse of this innermost fastest moving and often the toughest to see visible planet of our solar system. But here's all you got to do is just watch sunset, um, look west, northwest, and find the bright light below Pollux and Castor. Okay, and that's just for the first two weeks. And it'll be less than about, um, you know, 15 degrees above the horizon. Okay. Um, then throughout the night, we actually start to have some throughout the night planets now. We've got Saturn and Jupiter. You recall that they were the morning planets for a while. But Saturn and Jupiter throughout the month, they're rising in the east-southeast uh, by midnight on the 1st. And they're rising by 10 p.m. on the 30th. And they make their way toward the south-southwest by the time sunrise happens. Now, to find Jupiter, all you really do is look for the brightest spot that is no more than 30 degrees above the horizon. Saturn is going to be about 5 degrees, that's half a fist width or three finger widths, uh, to the left of Jupiter. Now, these two make a great pair for getting your binoculars and your telescopes out. You can see the rings of Saturn. You can see the moons of Jupiter. You can even see some moons of Saturn. Um, and you can see them all fairly easily. And you don't have to move your telescope from one spot to another all that much, which is nice. But now, here come the mornings. 
right? So Saturn and Jupiter are still up there. So in the mornings, you can still kind of look more toward the south or southwest by sunrise to find Saturn and Jupiter. But Mars is trailing behind or to the left of Saturn and Jupiter by about 50 degrees. So think of a 45 degree angle. Um, so half of a 90 degree turn um, or about five fist widths. And Mars is about 30 to 40 degrees above the southeastern horizon. And so what you're looking for is that non-twinkling red dot. Okay. Then we have Venus. Now, Venus is on its way to being a morning planet. So after about a week and a half, you might be able to see Venus low on the north-northeast horizon after 5 a.m. and before sunrise. And then as the month goes by, Venus is going to rise earlier and it's going to move away from the sun more and more. And then on the 30th, Venus rises at about 3.45 in the morning and is about 20 degrees above the horizon by sunrise, which is about 5.38. So prepare for Venus to be the morning, quote, star for the next six months. All right, so, but when when do these planets actually meet with the moon? Okay, maybe that's, that's helpful for you to find these. Um, Let's talk on the 7th to the 8th. We've got a nice close encounter between the Moon, Jupiter, and Saturn. So all you have to do is get out after midnight on the 7th or the 8th. And on the night of the 7th, the Moon will be to the right of bright Jupiter. And then to the left of Jupiter will be slightly less bright Saturn. Now, on the next night, on the 8th, the Moon will move to be about 5 degrees below both Saturn and Jupiter, which are essentially in the same spot in the sky. So then move forward about a week, and on the 12th and the 13th, in the mornings, you should be able to see the Moon and Mars. So if you get out there after 2 a.m., but well before sunrise on the 12th and 13th, 534, uh, find the moon, and then there's going to be a red, ruddy Mars right nearby. The moon will be about 10 degrees or one-fifth width to the right of Mars on the 12th, and four degrees below Mars on the 13th. So then you wait eh, almost another week, and you've got a very close encounter with the moon and Venus. So Venus is going to start the rest of the year showcase as a morning star with a great apparition by rising with the moon this morning. Now make sure that you have a very nice view of the east-northeast horizon. Make sure you're there by 4.20 a.m. because that's when they rise and they're less than one degree apart from each other. Sunrise is a little after 5.30, so you'll probably only have about half an hour to actually get uh, pictures with this. Okay? The 20th is the day of the summer solstice, the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. And um, then the next day, well, 
at least in Africa and Asia, there is an annular eclipse of the sun. Now, this is not visible in any way in North America, which is where most of my, quote, audience would be. Uh, but pay attention to social media for some awesome photography from people with excellent equipment, lots of planning time, and skills with post-processing. They will be photographing the moon passing in front of the sun but here's the thing the moon is in the closer to earth part of its orbit the orbit's not perfectly circular and so because it's i'm sorry further away from earth okay gotta change that on the uh notes here um but it's a little bit further away from earth um in this part of its orbit so it doesn't totally obscure the sun's surface so what you get is a very unique ring effect around the moon and that's it for the events. Are there patterns in our skies? Are patterns only in our eyes? Or is it a constellation? Just a constellation. Um, so let's just talk real quick about some constellations um we'll go after dinner slash before bed and then talk about before work so after dinner is when uh you'll be able to see the big dipper booties virgo corona borealis and hercules and so what you do is you gaze almost vertically as you face the northwest and then you'll easily find the big dipper seven very bright stars they form a spoon shape and now if you take that handle of the big dipper follow its curve to the next bright star you see about 30 degrees away and that is arctorus all you do is you follow the arc to arctorus and that is the brightest star in botis or booties and that one looks like a kite now, if you take that same curve and follow it another 20 degrees, you speed on to Spica, or as some weirdos in the planetarium community said, spike to Spica, I don't know, whatever. Speed on to Spica. Um, sorry for being so controversial. Um, which is the brightest star in Virgo, one of my favorite constellations. Now, go back to Booties. Okay, so follow the arc to Arcturus. And just to the left of Booties, are seven stars that form the northern crown of Corona Borealis, which looks more like a small bowl or a sea in the sky. Continue a little further to the left and you'll find the Keystone Asterism, which is part of the constellation of Hercules. And if you have binoculars or a telescope, find M13, the Hercules cluster, in between two of Hercules' keystone stars. It is known as the best globular in the northern skies, and it'll be a fuzzy spot in binoculars and will be even cooler through a telescope. But let's say you're actually getting up early, maybe going for that sunrise run or taking the trash out. You've got the Summer Triangle, which is Lyra, Cygnus, and Aquila. Now, look pretty much straight above you in the morning, and you'll find the, uh, the brightest star up there. Uh, you'll notice that there's a parallelogram attached to that. And this star is the brightest star of Vega, part of the constellation Lyra known as the harp, uh, which looks more like a parallelogram. Now, directly above you, 
will be Cygnus the Swan. It got its uh, brightest star to Neb. It will look like a large cross, or if you look out a little further, it's a swan flying above you. Now, below Cygnus and Lyra is the third constellation of that summer triangle, Aquila the Eagle, with its brightest star, Altair. And now the three brightest stars of these constellations uh, make up the summer triangle. Okay, Now, just a quick thing about uh, Aquila. Now, those three bright stars can easily be confused for Orion's Belt. Given that they are of similar size and brightness, uh, but they are not in line as straight as Orion's belt, and they are part of a bigger diamond shape. So keep your eye on that. Um, and also find a star chart and find Delphinus and Sagitta in that area as well, which is uh, quite quite remarkable. So, uh, and I would suggest SkyMaps.com. They do a fantastic job of pulling together sky maps for each month. Now, don't forget that this podcast is on my Podbean page, mrweb.podbean.com, Stitcher, and iTunes as well. I usually have a video version on my YouTube channel. That is not happening this month, given that June of 2020 is on fire. And um, I can also be found on Twitter at MrWebPV and also Instagram and the Pequa Valley Planetarium and its events and updates are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at PV Planetarium. So with that, I wish you a very uh, safe June of 2020 um, and I wish you all very clear dark skies.